0: welcome to season two episode 92 but more importantly our pre-christmas episode of comic book nation the official podcast of comicbook.com i am your host kofi outlaw and with me now i got my squad matthew aguilar what up janelle wheeler hey everybody and returning as i just saw your name life in polaroid but nicole drum is back with us on the show today hello And today for our pre-Christmas episode, we got a couple good gift discussions for you guys. Based on fan requests, we are going to be discussing our go-to Christmas movies, what we watch at the holidays every year, and whether they fit your version of a Christmas movie. We'll get into that. We will also (laughs) be giving you a spoiler-free kind of review slash impression of Wonder Woman 1984. Nicole and I have both been kind of... Fortunate enough to get to see them film already. So, we're going to let you guys know without ruining a thing for you what you are kind of in for on Christmas Day and whether this should be your kind of Christmas Day viewing or not. Plus, we got to talk about that coming to America trailer. We got to talk about all of that. The return of sexual chocolate and not from this podcast. And we got a new products <laughs> to break down today. We're going to be talking about Marvel, the latest in the Marvel crossover, King in Black and White Knight, Harley Quinn on the DC side. So let's get started with all of that right at the top. Okay. So I thought we'd just kind of get it out of the way first and uh, because so we can have everybody talk since it's just me and Nicole on this one. Talking Wonder Woman 1984. The, the jealousy movie- is real. The jealousy is real? I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought you had ends with Patty Jenkins. You're doing an awesome <laughs> Wonder Woman cosplay. And then, like, yeah, I mean, you've got a in the side. It
1: sends you nowhere. You know, no, I thought
0: about this, actually. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it before we did this show. And I was like, you know, which one of us said the most about HBO Max? Like, uh, I don't know. You might be on the list. I don't know. <laughs> That Roku deal, they had to settle for some money, maybe because of you. So they yeah, uh, that make makes sense. Hard feelings, yeah. That, yep. like that's your Christmas present. You getting a Roku? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> so like, so we're gonna <laughs> even so we're gonna now just uh, go through and uh, give you guys, like I said, just some impressions of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four uh, based on what we've seen. Nicole, you are both one of our biggest comics experts. And you got to see this film in a, a DC expert on the TV side. What did you think of Wonder Woman
2: 1984? This is everything I've wanted in a Wonder Woman movie, period. Um, I did. I loved the first Wonder Woman, don't get me wrong. But Wonder Woman 84 feels like a Wonder Woman movie. It feels like a Wonder Woman comic book come to life in the best possible way. It feels like an 80s movie. It's Everything about it just feels authentic and genuine, but also has that comic book pop to it um the characterizations are very human there's some some differences obviously people who are looking for going by the book are going to be like wait a minute hold on but everything they do is just so pitch perfect um, i will say the movie does feel a little longer than necessary in places But it's is—it's literally everything I could want in a a Wonder Woman movie. It feels like a Wonder Woman comic book, and I absolutely love it. And I will be watching it on Christmas Day. Like, that is my present to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I can dovetail that in saying that uh, I actually enjoyed this one, too. And I think I might have enjoyed it more than the first one in some (laughs) ways. Um, That's not to say I don't like the first Wonder Woman. I was probably one of the first people literally in the world to say, yo, this movie is going to be crazy good. Um, And I'm happy to stand by that to this day. But uh, Wonder Woman 1984, I found I actually liked as a kind of meaningful movie, mm-hmm. almost like a kind of mi- like a slightly magical romance movie than a superhero movie in some ways. Not to say I love the superhero parts of it, but I thought what kind of really stood out for me was the power of the story and the mm-hmm. way that uh, Patty Jenkins and the filmmakers kind of take even some of the sillier elements of DC Comics lore and history and made them into a very kind of very tight emotional character story um, that kind of goes through this. Like I love Diana's story and, and Gal Gadot's performance in this one, even more so than her doing the kind Absolutely. of like fish out of water act of the first one, because this one's much more mature. And in a weird way, I'm, I'm I'm glad this movie got delayed to this point, because I think what also changed it for me personally is knowing after seeing Patty Jenkins kind of uh, rogue squadron debut and that yes. whole thing, Seeing, beginning to understand how much more heart of her is, like how much heart she actually put into this story, and how closely some of this stuff is for her, uh, it really kind of comes through. And like I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm man enough to say I got quite emotional quite a few times in Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, um, no, I there, were, there was crazy. Yeah, yeah there's there some very so like, powerful yeah, there's It looks stuff. more
1: like a party, you know, like from the trailer and things like that. Like I, I wouldn't anticipate to feel like emotional watching there that. Is so that's actually so a pleasant much.
2: There's yeah. so cool. much emotion and heart in this. And there is just a really good story. There's a good moral to the story, even though it's not like hitting you over the head with the moral to the story. Like, it's a complete movie in a very real sense. It does build out a mythology. There are some little treats that are going to make people lose their minds, and that's also one of the ones that I started bawling during. Um, uh, but no spoilers, because I don't. I want everybody to cry their makeup off like I did, um, <laughs> it's just how it needs to be. But truly, there this is. There's just so much more to this, and watching it, you really can see. If you have any questions about Patty Jenkins doing a Star Wars movie, you will have zero questions and zero doubt after this movie. Not so
3: so sure. I have a question for as someone who has not uh, seen the movie, but is excited because uh, I, along with Kofi, was like, I love the original. I love the first movie uh, a ton. So great. I've seen some things, kind of some, th- there have been a little bit more divisive reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. If you kind of go out there and impressions, then I feel like we're, Uh, shifted towards the first one. Um, Some of the bigger ones tend to say that like, there's not, the stuff Wonder Woman is in is wonderful. There's not enough of her in the movie. Is that, did you get that sense that 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 balance was off a little?
2: I I didn't feel that way at all. And I'm a massive Wonder Woman fan. Like I I did not come away with this feeling I needed more Wonder Woman. If anything, I kind of came away from it feeling like I needed more of Barbara Minerva and more Cheetah if Wig, oh.
3: yeah because i also was, was going to ask about like how was phenomenal. her
2: episode? like i i absolutely believe her as the character and i absolutely love and when you watch the movie you will understand I, I think there's some there are some long thought processes that you can go deep into with the way the characters are presented and i think you'll understand more about her once you step back from the movie having seen it but no i i thought there was plenty of wonder woman in this there's to the extent there's a little more Diana than Wonder Woman at times, but I did not feel deprived of any of the gloriousness that was the, as the Amazon, like I felt not deprived at all.
0: Well, I think and to back that up, I think what I said at the outset is, is kind of back in, is in the same vein is I, I feel the opposite of what those people are saying. I know where they're coming from because there is more of the Diana storyline in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the first one was just her being Wonder Woman and that whole fish out of water thing. Um. This is a mature Diana who's learned to live in the world and and has a lot more and has had a lot more time. So there's a lot more deeper thoughts and emotions to this character that are, and I think those are the the things that were worth exploring, exploring. And yeah, Kristen Wieg and uh, Pedro Pascal both do a great job in their character arcs and watching those scenes. Those were the scenes I paid attention to the most is yeah. when oh. each of those characters was doing their big kind of development scenes and going through those kind of emotional beats. More so than I kind of, you know, not glazed over, but had was just kind of like, OK, now we're in superhero territory with some of the, you know, Wonder Woman jumping and the floating and on and, you know, the super strength and all that stuff. So I, I didn't feel deprived. I felt like I, I appreciated the character story more than the superhero aspects. Awesome. So, I mean, that's just awesome. me. We'll see. Other I'm people excited. Uh,
3: the you whole know. family, we're all watching it on Christmas Day. That was actually our plan ahead of time was like christmas day we're doing some things in the morning and then we're watching Wonder woman. And it is Same.
0: definitely a worthwhile yep. pick that i think yes, will yes. Will be we're the doing one too. movie pick we won't argue about today
2: so <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll take it. all right that's our, our spoiler free review of wonder woman 1984 coming to you hbo max and theaters on christmas day so be sure to uh get up for that because yeah, I mean, it is a big movie to kind of end the year on, if nothing else. And we could definitely all use one of those in 2020. So moving right along, let's talk about Coming to America. Coming yeah. to uh, to, uh, give a real quick kind of trailer reaction roundtable from this, um, I'm in. I love Coming to America. I've been watching those TV syndicated, you know, re-airings for basically like all my life so there's no reason i'm not in i like this trailer uh i am always apprehensive about direct sequels but this one just looks like a good time if nothing else with eddie murphy and arsenio hall and the rest kind of getting to ham up i'm looking forward to seeing like leslie jones and wesley snipes and tracy morgan kind of join and um yeah this is going to make me happy so I, i'm already in how about you guys
1: Yeah, same. Massive. Super pumped. Um, Very sentimental. It reminds me of my childhood. My parents let me watch really weird movies as a kid. I just realized like they're kind of adult. There was like some adult content and stuff in some of the movies that I really loved the most like Grease and Coming to America. But I'm absolutely thrilled. I love a throwback. I this was honestly one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, believe it or not. So I cannot be happier.
2: More content.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always branding what about uh, you Nicole let's throw it to you
2: um, again, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid too My parents also let me watch some stuff they probably Really shouldn't have, yeah. but you the line of weird things So who knows, like I've never seen <laughs> I think
0: that's movie, an 80-90 um, kid thing Just like all around, just like riding in the backseat In trunks of station wagons You It know? has like, to be, like,
2: th- it was a wild time Man, wild time to be alive, but um, I'm excited for it I'm a little nervous about it Like, part of that, I can't tell if it's a matter of I just haven't seen the original in a hot minute So I'm like, do I remember Enough of this to pull this off? But I'm I'm excited for I'm just I'm excited to see Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall be a 1000 characters again, because that right there is so much fun. And I'm definitely showing up for that, if nothing else.
1: That's a really good point. Like, I don't even remember what the trailer is actually about. I don't know the premise at all. All I was focusing on were their revival of these all of these different characters. That is literally what I was focusing on. I honestly have no idea why they're going back to America.
3: I actually like so I actually I agree I think the best one of the best parts of the trailer is just seeing like that one scene in the barbershop or whatever all of them play all these crazy characters like that's so fun and this looks you know less Anchorman 2 you know this actually looks like a like oh hey they're actually they have material to work with and it doesn't feel like it's Anchorman 2 the trailer came out it was like oh no. <laughs> we're returning to this world, and Aww. it doesn't look so great. And this doesn't look like that at all. It's very much the opposite, and I'm happy about that. And I think the premise is is you know simple but interesting. I think like have finding an heir for him to like have to go back, and like you're not you're not just bringing him back, but like you know you're bringing the whole family there. And then you have Leslie Jones being the mom, and like she's a bolt of energy and pretty much everything. So I mean, I'm yes. I'm excited for that. I'm also excited that you know I hope like she's a great addition to a cast when it's focused and it's not like her taking over so i think that's great because like you have the other characters to balance that out and i think she'll be great so i mean i'm stoked i'm in
0: all right yeah i mean come march 2021 i know where i'll be amazon so check out the coming to america 2 trailer on comicbook.com movies if you haven't seen it And, man, the return of sexual chocolate. Just what the world needed in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that alone just has me in. All right. Moving right along from that, let's talk about what's going on in comics. Matt, take us through what we are going to be doing this week in Breaking Down.
3: Yeah, so uh, this week's deep dive is going to be uh, King in Black number two, uh, which is beloved on the show. is becoming a quick uh, favorite. I know Janelle loves this. Uh, and then we're going to dive into some DC next as well. But first, let's touch on King of Black. So this is the second issue of the mega event. And of course, the last time we left, Eddie Brock, he was literally falling for 22 pages. Uh, here, we get to see what happens. <laughs> he lands on a car. Uh, and he almost, uh, almost dies and then kind of the big cliffhanger, which we're going to get into spoilers here. So before I go too much further, just FYI, spoilers incoming for these comics. So if you haven't read them, do yourself a favor, do that, and then come back. But uh, it seems like, oh my God, they they might have they might have actually killed him, uh, because it seems like there's a there's a lot of back and forth between Spider Man and Dylan, his son, and this was kind of a surprising issue in that sense. So uh, Janelle, I know you're big into this event. So what did you think of this kind of as the follow up?
1: I, I was actually kind of emotional in it. Um, I, It just seemed like super tragic on top of like the father son relationship, even like Venom, like their relationship, like is he, he's gone, right? Like Venom has exited like the, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with, with them, <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, I, here's the thing. I came in not really knowing all of these relationships and every character and like where they lie and how they relate to one another. But even I can appreciate the cameos and and all of these different characters that are coming in here and how they all actually really care so much about one another and how they're working together. And I'm very confused. I need an explanation. It almost looked like Avenger walkers, like zombies <laughs> at one oh, point.
3: Yes, uh, which... Yeah the right the term that has been thrown around a lot is like those are venomized heroes so essentially I mean, anytime a, a symbiote gets taken over takes over back, a hero though. that is it like now in this case though it's null so it doesn't really apply but i don't want to come up with another term so well, that's where,
1: so, so we left black cat right yeah. she was like trying she said she's gonna hey. go steal dr strange back and I didn't see Dr. Strange in the mix there with all the other Avengers. So now I'm like, where, where are we? Like, what, how is this playing out? Who is where, who's on first? Like, I, it's a He's lot of information to take in. And I'm, I'm loving that because it makes me consume, obviously, more content. I'm, I'm constantly going, okay, where's, what's next? Who's lying where? Um, well, that was the I'm thing very I was going to
3: if you're still on board like if, it, yeah. if this okay if this sold out.
1: oh totally like okay. even more every single every single issue that i read here i am more hooked like i want more and more information and i'm actually so curious about his son and like how he is going i, I mean obviously i'm pretty sure that he's going to be their secret weapon which is what his dad didn't want all along and it's just very exciting obviously i want to know he's falling down and it, 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 there's just, it's really beautiful because I feel like it's literal, but then it's also really artistic and lovely the way that they're painting this picture of like his death and um the relationships between every single person. I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful job. They've, they've done a really good job in this comic to me.
0: Yeah. Kofi. I think Eddie Brock takes too long to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, True. Yes. Like, we're trying to yeah. it too long. I was enjoying this, but. This issue kind of just it was felt like a stall issue. Like we've had an entire issue of him falling to get prepared for his death. Like, if it's gonna be this thing where Dylan is the new venom and, and we're and we're progressing in that way, um, let's get to it. If we're just gonna do a needless resurrection, like, let's get to it. But I feel like what we're gonna get is like dylan is the new venom like let's move ahead and then at the end there's some way that brock comes back but it also means like cletus cassidy can come back and yeah. get a venom reset essentially it does it and does that's, really where, that's where i'm rolling the dice on this to be but i'm not mad at it but i just want to move on to the story but, but away from i feel like i spent too many weeks on eddie brock falling and dying. i think that one issue thing. of him falling just I, I think that's what did it like if i hadn't i hadn't had that
3: i wouldn't feel as much that way but Which i, I did not
1: I yeah. didn't experience that. So to yeah. me, it
2: was I mean, literally
3: what a whole issue of him just falling with a model.
2: Right. I find <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> uh, Nicole, did you did you read it?
2: I did. Um, I was alerted there was some quality Namor content. And as I don't know if we've established on here before, but I am team Namor forever. And so I did read it. I've been reading it in general, but I was definitely there for the Namor content. But I thought it was a fantastic I thought it was fantastic, honestly. And like Janelle said, there's there's this beautiful emotional picture that's being being kind of laid out and I'm a sucker for that kind of thing so if I wasn't already hooked I'm kind of in as well but again they gave me Namor I can't complain
0: <laughs> I mean this was up there on the list of Namor dunks like I uh, mean he comes I, in
3: like boss awesome. that, yeah. that is a great
0: I mean and he makes a good point he's like man y'all just getting started I've been fighting that's in the right. dark in the crazy part yeah. of life, like, forever
2: get in line
0: yeah. oh my god that's awesome I well, love, I and- love Namor. Namor, Always. Up.
2: yeah yeah, yeah It's uh, a
0: good true. Namor, yeah. Looks like um, Marvel's trying to give Jason Momoa's Aquaman a run for his money.
3: <laughs> yeah. I always feel like Namor is great in, like, they, they know how to write him in short bursts, but, like, mm-hmm. bigger, long series, sometimes yeah. they struggle with, like, going too far one way. Like, this Namor, if I could just have this one all the time. He's, he's kind of, of larger characters. than life
2: personality in general, yeah. so you have to have him in small doses. I, yeah. I would love the concept of a never-ending Namor solo ongoing, but even me who loves him more than probably anyone on the planet, I can only tolerate him in small bursts as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, he's a major character backboard, too. Like He's great for for like bouncing other characters off him and like have forcing them to have scenes with him. Like I love Namor in a scene with T'Challa, you know what I mean? Like that Those are always epic and they're awesome. I don't, I mean, I think the risk of you do with the Namer series is if once you got to get real deep and introspective, he kind of loses his flair somewhere around there. But, um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to do the other half of comics on the DC side and see what Matt's got for us this week. Plus, we got to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. So we're going to do that too. Be sure to stay tuned. All right, Maddie, we're back on the DC side. What was your pick for this week? So I'm very excited because I get to gush
3: about this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman White Knight presents Crazy. Harley Quinn. Uh, this series, uh, this is the th- third, I guess, if you don't count like one shots and stuff. It's like the third like major kind of chapter slash spinoff. Uh, in this world, and uh, of course, we we follow up. I know Janelle actually read all the issues. There's three currently. This is the third. Um, so dedicated, we're, dedicated. It's, it's so awesome. I love you it. Guys,
1: I am such a comic book lover now. Like I, I can't stop. Have... Like he's like, you don't have to, Jay. It's okay. I'm like, no, I'm reading them all.
3: <laughs> I love it, but it makes it so much better. So of course, for those uh, who yeah. have kind of kept up, uh, Harley is now part of the GTO, which is kind of the police force. Batman is in prison uh after the events of the last series and of course jack napier joker is dead or you know who knows (laughs) who knows he's really dead but he he seems dead um so harley is like raising her two children and is also trying to help the gto solve this mystery and it's kind of like the gray ghost popped up and i was like oh my god like that's a that's a nice pick um and it's this kind of cool noir uh old hollywood murder mystery and then you have like harley's personality on top of it and and like the biggest question i guess i want to throw out there uh not meaning it to be a grenade but like i will be unabashed this is my favorite version of harley quinn like bar none like this kind of a little bit older and more mature harley who's like trying to be a single parent as well as like trying to help this murder mystery and is still kind of dabbling in like the old world she used to be this i love this, like everything from like the sarcasm and wit and stuff, like everything about this Harley, I love. So one, what did you think of this version of Harley Quinn? And two, what do you think of this issue in particular?
0: Um, I'm just going to be real quick. I'll go a step further and say, I think this is my favorite version of Harley Quinn. And I think this is the best that anything in the Batman franchise has done as like a noir story and like kind of a fun detective noir story um, this is the best one of those I've read, uh definitely the best in this whole white Knight line. uh It's just very enjoyable, and the art is gorgeous and like you said like uh matteo and it's actually it, it feels like the Batman animated series come to life it, yes. except like with Harley Quinn now taking over the show and yeah it, it's just really good storytelling and really enjoyable and like I said, let me reiterate really gorgeous but i think that's why too just before I, as a small aside because it
3: didn't start out this way right like this series has gone through it starts out kind of really dark and and very batman centric and it it did not feel i liked it then but it did not feel like the animated series vibe it's it's since harley has taken over that it's feeling that way and that's why like it's even better now so anyway my small aside uh nicole janelle
2: I love it. I, and we've, talked about this, we've talked about this series before, Matt. Like I, I love the series in general. I'm also a huge Harley fan, and I agree with you. This is probably the best version of Harley Quinn, period. Um, You're you right. Her personality is there, and this issue in particular, there's just so many layers to the story and to the character, and like Kobe said, it's gorgeous. It is just a gorgeous issue, both in terms of story, the way it's presented, and it's also just gorgeous to look at. Like I read through it it's one of those things I, I, I like to save this comic to read for fun, like just to enjoy it and savor it. So I, I quickly read it to be ready for this, but it is gorgeous and it's so well done. And I think that of all of this world that they've come up with, this is the strongest series, but it's also the strongest issue thus far in my personal opinion.
3: Agreed. Janelle.
2: Yeah. Stunning. Uh, very
1: exciting for like, you know, a new comic book reader to experience Harley in this way because I'm learning every single thing that they they drop. Like, to me, it's a like a bomb every time. Like, wait a minute, Harley wears glasses? Like, wait a minute, Harley has short hair? Wait a minute, Harley is older? Wait a minute, she has two kids? Like, it's, it's very, like, for me, who's used to, like, movie, Suicide Squad, you know, it, it's really shocking. Um, I cannot get the Harley voice in my head when I'm reading it. I read her like she's Joe Schmo, like a a newscaster or something. I am not getting the Mr. J. I'm not getting any of that like in my mind. And so it's almost feels like a different character for me, which is kind of lovely because I feel like I'm, I'm falling for a whole different new person. Um, And I'm not really like putting her in that like pigeonhole, like, Oh, that's Harley, like wacky Harley, like, you know, doing her thing. <laughs> and, and so it's been, it's been really fun. It's been exciting. And I, I'm surprised constantly, like when they brought poison Ivy in and like, I was just like, wait, what? Oh my God. It's just very exciting to see everything in such a refreshing, different way. And I think they did such a good job. Like, it just feels really nice to read a comic like this. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, that is our deep dive comics discussion, but I definitely recommend you check. It's only three issues in and it's a mini series. So you can definitely catch up pretty quick.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I read it in one road trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that is it for comics this week two good picks for you to read uh moving right along let's get into something a little bit more personal and timely what are our go-to christmas movies one of our most loyal fans joseph duda threw this out to us and said he wanted to know what are our go-to christmas movies so we were like you know what it's time for some fan interaction you guys have hung with us through this crazy 2020 and let's get into it you want to get into our minds? So let's take a trip. First up, I didn't know that we were going to have a grenade on this, but uh, Janelle said something crazy, <laughs> and it made me uh, it made me back up. Uh, my, Can I defend my myself? Is, no, we're going to go. My go to was Home Alone, and uh, Janelle's go to Christmas movie was Home Alone 2, which she claims is better than the original. It's so please, please.
1: Okay, you better, you better, I think face it's better. more than that. It it just okay. It first of all, if you've ever been to New York during Christmas time, it is the epitome of Christmas. It is magical. Really, it's well. On a flex, you lived there. That's different than like. I was not even even going (laughs) to flex that
0: muscle, but no.
1: New York City during the Christmas is is just magic, and it you can feel the magic. Also, Pigeon Lady, like you can't beat Pigeon Lady. Like she is. Everything. Um,
3: yeah, I think I was about to say,
0: Kristen Wiig, just <laughs> bringing all our discussions together, Kristen Wiig just exposed the real dark truth of that prison, of that... Uh, Saturday Night Live, oh my God. Saturday Night Live, yes. Oh
1: my God. If you guys haven't watched it, just literally Google that one clip. But um also, you get the whole cast. There's no recasting, so it's amazing. The only... there's I know people are like, well, there's one cameo in there that ruins the whole thing. I'm rolling my eyes at you. It's 2 seconds. Get over it. Um <laughs> like I'm not going to let that person ruin my Christmas <laughs> spirit. <laughs> but um I think that the hotel staff is amazing. They're hilarious. I just think that it's a more engaging story. It's more it's you're in a toy store. It's like about giving money to to sick kids in the hospital. He saves Christmas for the kids. He's still home alone, but he's freaking lost in New York. Like it is the Christmas Home Alone The other one is just Home Alone Like they could have done that not Christmassy
3: I can think we. Can, I, here's the thing I would like us to bring together As a group I think okay. we can all agree that both of these Are way better than that horrible atrocity That is the third one
1: <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it here. Also now, I so only like... picked Home Alone 2 Because Matt picked my two Favorite movies which is White Christmas and Elf They're both my favorites
0: Way to give away my picks. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, yeah,
0: spoilers. We need a <laughs> I thought you were going
1: to tell you tell why. Not all
0: right, <laughs> here we go, boy. Here's my rebuttal. Yes, Home Alone 2 may have all the things you say. Home Alone 2 is kind of questionable as a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie in a sense. It is more a New York movie than it is a Christmas movie. It is Christmas just because it is set at Christmas because the first one was. The real focus of it is the New Yorkness of it. So you could just take it out of the Christmas genre in a lot of ways and just been like a family vacation that they messed up and it would still be the kind of same thing. Even if you wanted to save a toy store or whatever else toys home alone. One is the quintessential Christmas movie of our time. It, I just remember being a kid in the theater, just having that experience and seeing that and knowing that was going to be like one of my Christmas movies. The soundtrack is the soundtrack to our Christmas now. Like True. you can't un you. I mean, this time of year comes around and you just start singing yourself.
1: Which is also in the second movie. So.
0: Oh man, I haven't <laughs> sung any happy songs in a long time. Like, I have a bunch of Grinch dust. I love don't don't how <laughs> she slipped that in there. She totally slipped Oh, please in there. stop it. Please <laughs> stop it. But, uh, I mean, it's just a classic. I mean, the formula, the whole thing, just uh, it, it's the it's the classic, and it's the one I'm sticking with.
2: I mean, and the second one wouldn't two, exist without the first one. Yeah. So. The first one for Kids.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. you can't yeah. go wrong with that. Um, and great. Yeah. And it's inspired. I mean, the spoofs of Home Alone are always better than the spoofs of Home Alone too. I don't know if that counts on anybody's scorecard, <laughs> but it counts <laughs> on mine. So that's just sticking up for the classics. I love Home Alone and John Candy. You know, I, I, there's one oh, thing yeah. the sequel can't replace, which is John Candy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you go with that. But I'm not going to hate. on uh, in the spirit of the holiday, Janelle, we're going to bring it together and just—they're uh, both awesome Home Alone as a unit. Because you really I literally do.
1: watch both every like year.
0: Like Kit Cats, right? Yeah, you yeah. Don't, you don't just do a deal with the one. So yeah, yeah. All right. Matty, what do you got? What well, you told everybody else's favorite. We know two. You sing we know it. two
3: of mine. You should sing it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna sing it. I'm not gonna
2: sing
3: it. I love Elf. <laughs> Elf is one of my favorite movies. I feel like just because, like, I actually am Buddy at times. Like my yes. personality, I like, get just very much that. If if he had like a mean streak, uh, that would be me. Um, so I, I adore Elf. One uh, of just the reasons why it's just because there's one. There's just so many quotable moments, but like. It's just the, it's the ridiculous parts of that movie that I love. Like when he's like building the Christmas display in the store and he's like doing all the like snowflakes and he's building all the stuff. And of course, like the classic moments of like the maple syrup and the spaghetti and all that stuff. Right. But it's, uh, there's such Oh my God. Norwalk. Uh, Norwalk. I mean, dad. (laughs) Um, Hi buddy. Hope you find your dad. That's so good. Um, So yeah, I mean, there's just, but there's just a, a wonderful, like, innocence and and sweet compassionate story that forms the bottom of it so you have all these ridiculous antics and it's that uh i adore like uh classic uh christmas movies so of course white christmas is at the top that is like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time i can listen to bing crosby christmas stuff on loop uh danny Kay is just so wonderful that movie like white christmas is just a classic that i will always i always wanted to move to vermont uh because of that movie. Like that movie made me want to move to Vermont. It took me That years is my think.
1: favorite Christmas movie of all time. It took me years to the realize
0: you're like,
3: not still man. driving
1: those cars. <laughs>
3: Seriously, (laughs) were
0: you born as a 50 year old man? I mean, mean, I feel like I I mean, look at I "I grew up on like
3: Golden Girls, and like, of course, like, yes, I am like an 80 year old man. Like, I still want a Mr. Belvedere reboot. Like, no one else that I do. Oh my god,
2: I would watch that.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you. So, yes, I have come to terms with it. I will say the movie that Janelle did not spoil. Is is and it's also kind of in the thing of like Home Alone 2 where it's like it takes place. Parts of the movie take place during Christmas, so to me, it is a Christmas movie. Seamus in Seattle is a great movie, and I can quote like most of that movie, and especially the scene where like he's by the radio and he's like saying the thing about like his wife. Oh my god! Anyway, I watch that every Christmas. It's such a great. I haven't.
1: I've never watched that during Christmas time. I think I will this
2: year. Christmas, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a
0: good one. To balance things out, die hard. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal. All right. That'll do it for our Christmas movie picks, but we got to know what you guys think. Hit us up. Oh, wait. do we get Nicole?
2: No, you missed me entirely, and I've got a really one that's probably controversial.
0: I'm so sorry. sorry. For some reason, I thought you went before Matt and his insanity. No.
2: Uh,
0: Um,
2: My favorite Christmas movie is Batman Returns.
0: Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's going the only one we should be putting on this particular podcast. That is podcast. so yeah. awesome.
2: Such a good Christmas movie. Didn't and I even think about it. It's a, and it's a Christmas movie for people who aren't necessarily comfortable with Christmas or the people who maybe feel alone or forgotten. And I just love it. It's so Christmas. And it's creepy Christmas. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, we just I, got I, to watch yeah. that. I just recently
0: rewatched that. And, I, and it has grown on me as like just a crazy Christmas movie. You are correct. I mean, that's totally right. Um, and it is, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head It is, like for oddball Christmas people This is a, is a great one, because it is a major theme Of that movie, so yeah. See if you can spot the Flash cameo You know, that's <laughs> key. coming back Alright, so that'll do it I think we got everybody now, but uh, great picks all around In all seriousness And uh, if you guys want to let us know, we want to hear What your favorite go-to Christmas movies are You can hit us up at the hashtag ComicBookNation or at ComicBookNation Our Twitter handle So uh, be sure to do that That'll do it for this edition of Comic Book Nation. So we're going to go and uh, head out and say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone. We hope to see you guys again. We will be putting up our full spoiler discussion of Wonder Woman 1984 on Monday after everybody has gotten a chance to see it on HBO Max. So be sure to come back for that. Then I think we're going to be taking a break, and we're going to be coming back in the new year and kicking off Season 3 with some uh, renewed energy for 2021. But uh, thank you guys for riding with us. And uh, yeah, if you're just getting in the show, be sure to hit us up at the Twitter handle at comic book nation. New episodes are put up weekly and we'll do some special episodes like Wonder Woman where we need to. You can also find us on all the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all that. Otherwise leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts Cause when we get back in our merch closet next year, We're going to be sending out T-shirts to our five-star reviewers, so be sure to be one of them. Otherwise, once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll see you guys next time on Comic Book Nation. Peace. Bye,
1: everybody.